Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it! This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hotbody Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? Welcome along to the Friday morning episode. I've got to be honest, Sam, I just woken up about 20 minutes ago. Well, that's, not, an interesting, that's an interesting <laughs> experiment. And uh, I, yeah, I haven't been up that long either, although I have at least had a cup of coffee. This it's is not early as much end. of an experiment as if, like, say, for example, we agreed to do one where we'd both woken up one minute before we started the podcast. I would like to try that. <laughs> I would like to that, try it. That would be good. That would be good. That would be tricky because we'd have to like synchronize our waking. It's it's um, far, times it's, it's like you set up your rig, yeah, mm-hmm. your podding rig the night before with everything as it should be, right? Yeah. All the all the necessaries plugged in and yeah. switched on, and the, all the bleepers turned up to maximum. <laughs> all the faders. Yeah, and then we just and then we just set our alarms for the exact same time. Although that wouldn't necessarily work. No, yeah, it would. And then we just, yeah, that's it. You just walk in. Well, to- I mean, my, my recording setup, my studio, if you like, mm. is in my bedroom. Oh, Yours well, there you go. Then in the Vita Modular. Oh, you would have to sleep in the Vita Modular. Oh, well, it's something that I have obviously been intending to do ever since in I got it. a sleeping bag. <laughs> well, I'm getting curtains oh. put up later in the year in the Vita Modular. And when right. that's done... You know, I mean, there was a lot of joking and teasing, mainly, I think, by you about this being at some sort of wank shed or wank, yeah. wanking compound. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> right. A wank venue. And apart from the fact that, you know, listen, I'm 47. I haven't got the energy to wank anymore. <laughs> Trust me, kids. You think you'll never lose interest. You fucking do. I'll right. never stop. You yeah, you will. You just don't. You just cannot be bothered with the admin involved. It's <laughs> frankly, <laughs> I just don't. I wish, other admin. I, w- I wish I had the time. Anyway, yeah. Um, even if I did have the time and energy and inclination to do that kind of messy business anymore, it's a glass fucking goldfish bowl, isn't it? As we well, found out because of my summer of solid heat. Yeah, yeah. Is the heat abated slightly now? Is it a little it dying off? A little, I keep, Good. I keep, you know, my silent fan, I keep, because it's mm. silent, I think I told you this before, I keep forgetting to switch it off in the evening oh, when no. I vacate, and then it's it's okay if I then am the first in the next morning, because then my wife doesn't know. Um, if she knows, then there's a sort of a lot of sort of, sort of judgy kind of size and touch. Yeah. But the thing is, I've researched it, mate, it costs about fucking 20p to have a, oh, well, to have a fan on all night. Even in the energy right. crisis. So okay. I say, keep the fucker on. Okay. I'm all right with that, if you are. Mm. I researched it. Um, okay. Anything going on? There's some mailbox stuff. A couple of things that I could uh, tell you about. I could do some rapid fire stuff, like the fact that my daughter over breakfast just claimed she didn't, she didn't know what the word for a subway was. 
she like right. was like you know that bridge that's underneath the ground you know that that tunnel thing you know that thing that gets you under a road right and i was like after ages, i was like do you mean a subway or uh, a stretch an underpass uh, so a subway, a subway sandwich then not has a subway usurped sandwich. the actual. Yeah. No, I'm saying yeah, yeah. The, the subway yeah. sandwich has usurped oh, totally. the use of the word subway. Totally, yeah. She looked at me like, what are you talking about sandwiches for, you cunt? Right? But it just goes back to, like, you know, what's a pub car park? <laughs> right? It's the same <laughs> thing know. again. She was just like, what? What are you talking about, subway? It's not the 80s. Do you know what I mean? We we could we could write a book, you know, called What's a Pub Car Park and yeah. other questions teens are asking. Yeah, yeah, but they know so much about other stuff that seems oh, much more everything. complicated. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So they know loads of stuff about I think they I do think education now is like they do seem to learn a lot more stuff than we were taught at school. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Or maybe well, they pick up information from so many other sources yeah, as well. Yeah, they do. Like they, she they, knows they, everything inf- about the news just from TikTok. They're info-hungry as well. Yeah. So the, the complex stuff... Oh, if you want to talk to them about the fucking inherent sort of flaws um, in the neoliberalist sort of capitalist model, they'll fucking bore you, they'll yeah. pour, they'll bore you to tears about <laughs> yeah. that all fucking day. But if you want to get them to meet you in a pub car park... They just fucking look at you blankly, like a moron. So they know the complicated stuff, but the basics, nah. It's because they're not out on the streets enough like we were. So she, yeah. basically, I'm trying to... She's got to go around my mum's and she on her own, and she wants to find a way of going there whilst avoiding this underground bridge, as she calls it, which is fair enough. Bridge. Because I was, you know, all like, you know, there were so many horror stories when I was a kid about these yeah. very same subways, before, yeah. like always yeah. bad shit happening in them. And I understand that she wants to try and find a route that doesn't involve one of those. So that mm-hmm. is fine. The premise of the conversation was fine, but we just had to get over this hurdle over breakfast about about what it was called. And then when I just tried to do the favour of telling her this is what it's called, she then, I'm the cunt. For using a term that she tries to indicate that I'm making up for fun. This is the thing. <laughs> this, this is the thing. They've got so much information about so many different things, but when you when you teach them something they genuinely don't know, they really, really get the fucking hump about it. Yeah, and because they think that they think they are the, the the guardians of all the information in the universe. They take pride <laughs> yeah. that they know everything, yeah. and then when you teach them something, yeah. it's like, no, no, that's not your fucking job, granddad. Yeah, I'm uh, here to tell you stuff. Also, you're accused of mansplaining if you're just answering yeah. a fucking question. <laughs> Where, 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 Dad? Where's the sugar? It's in the it's in the top shelf in the, the cupboard next to the fridge. All right, you don't need to mansplain. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, sorry. I'll try to work on that. <laughs> I'll just, I'll just leave a map next time. I'll just yeah. point at it. I'm sorry. That was pat- speak. that was patronising and, and slightly misogynistic of me. I apologise. <laughs> uh, uh, Right, two other things before we get onto the mailbag that are worth mentioning. One, if we get another mailbag, <laughs> well, I'll leave. I'll leave the one that has the, the potential for longevity. No, let's have all of them. Let's have all of it. No, I'll do. Okay, all right. Look, you know this because I texted you in excitement. I thought, <laughs> who who must I text this to? You know, when a good thing <laughs> happens, an exciting thing happens, yeah. 
and you think, right, who shall I text? And like, you yeah. know, I just thought, I've, I've got, I, I've got to tell Dawson this. On Wednesday, <laughs> yeah. I went on an expedition into town, which I never do anymore. We were talking about recently. I used to just be all over the place every day. Now I'm such a fucking weird sort of agrophobe at home in my fucking weird shed sounds great yeah it's much nicer <laughs> nowadays but i had to make a venture into the west end for a couple of uh, meetings and i was meeting someone in a coffee shop i was there early this is in uh yeah right in the center of london and in the west end i was like walked into this little coffee shop i was a bit early ordered my coffee and then they said right just take a seat and we'll bring it over to you fine and then I think it's quite small and it was very crowded. So I tried to then like work my way through some people to get to the spot I had identified. That's a, that's a nice spot. I shall have that <laughs> for my coffee, right? <laughs> and uh, someone was in their way because they were chatting to someone else behind the sort of counter and they had a dog and all, and the dog was in my way. And the bloke said, I just, I didn't really look at the bloke because I was looking at the dog. And he went, oh, sorry, mate, sorry. Come on, and go, come on, get out of the way to the dog. I went, oh, it's all right. It's a nice dog. Patted the dog. And he went, cheers. Pat, and it was, pat, pat. There was sort of like a friendly, no eye contact, but a friendly exchange. He could uh, establish that I was a kind, dog-loving man, right? Yeah, you were a good man. Yeah. And uh, then as I looked up to sort of nod and smile, having patted his dog, I'd do a double take. I thought, I know that cunt. Well, mm. it's none other. Yeah. Then, legendary 80s songwriter, guitarist, and presenter of my current favourite non-Dawson associated (laughs) podcast, Gary Kemp. Gary Kemp? Fucking hell. And without even knowing it, I had had an exchange with Gary Kemp. Now, it it was very cosmos because I hadn't been into West End for a while and I... You know, I listen to rock on tours these days, and I talked about it loads on this podcast all the time, right? Mm. And we've discussed it loads, and I'm listening to it most days on my runs. I'm listening to uh, it one or another, and then I bump into fucking Gary Kemp. So I put my hand upon his arm in a friendly oh. way, which some people might oh. might have thought was a bit much, but it was all right because it was matey. I can pull that sort of shit off, right? Right. Because that can be done, nah, yeah, you know, in I, many ways. I can, it's tricky to get I, right. I know, I'm I'm good at that in the right seat. I wouldn't do it to anyone, but I just felt the vibe, right? And I went, oh, mate, held, held someone, I love your podcast. Well, you never know with Gary Kemp. Over the years, you know him from afar, don't you? And you think, mm, mm. could he be pompous? Could he be up himself? You, you just never know with anyone, I, my, not my, just my Gary prediction Kemp. Would be, my prediction would be that Gary Kemp would significantly enjoy an opening exchange like that. Well, you would be right in thinking that. <laughs> he seemed <laughs> delighted. And he went, oh, yeah. cheers, mate. And he went, oh, we're, we, we've just been on... He said, we're, we're taking a break for a couple of weeks. And I said, don't worry about that, because I'm I've got loads to catch up on, because I'm only a recent convert. And then he, mm. he was with his kids as well as his dogs. So straight away, I'm thinking, this right. is a good man. He's got yeah, his kids. Family man. He's got his kids. He's got his dog. He's a family man like me, and he's out for a coffee. Right? Great. And I said, uh, I bet he came over, and he was like, Yeah, we've been on tour, me and Guy, for a few weeks, and uh, but we managed to record a lot on the tour. And I had to really, really, really hold back. And go, oh yes, I know what that's like. <laughs> My podcast, podcast partner, and myself. Well, I did. Unfortunately, I really. 
the only dis- it was a good exchange it was a solid five minutes he was very like engage- he wanted to engage it wasn't that sort of like yeah cheers mate and uh, I started I was just telling him what I liked about it I was blowing smoke up his ass but it didn't matter because it was all genuine it was sincere yeah and, 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 and the truth is it's nice when people it is nice when when you're going to a lot of effort to make something people tell mm. you that they like it, it feels good right and and I like it when people do it about our podcast. And so yeah, I, I, well. I, just, I just told him, I said, look, this is, I think it's really good. And one of the things I like about it is I started listening to it, to the artists that I already liked and knew a bit about. And then once I got through all of those ones, because by that stage, I just liked the sort of atmosphere. I started listening yeah. to other artists that I'd previously had no knowledge of or interest in. Or and, despised, yeah, or so, yeah. Some I actually <laughs> thought had a prejudice against, and then you listen to it, you get to like, and then you find yourself listening. Like for instance, they obviously on the rock and toes they talk a huge amount about um, Pink Floyd because Guy Pratt was in Pink Floyd. Plus, yeah. what I've come to realise by listening to all of these songwriters that the amount, if you think of the bands that come up when they ask, well, who are your influences when you were young? Obviously, by a mile out front, it's the Beatles. Everyone says the Beatles, no matter what genre of music they're known for. They go, well, obviously, when I was a kid, the Beatles. But Pink Floyd are right up there, right? In terms of all different types of music as well. You know, they go, they say, oh, yeah, you know, Pink Pink Floyd was massive, um, was massive for me. And... The other day, I did something that I never thought I could ever see myself doing because, again, regular listeners to this podcast will know that we have quite a violent prejudice against Pink Floyd and Pink Floyd fans. I know I I always have done. Yes. I thought, I wonder what Pink Floyd were like right at the beginning because I tend to just, you know, obviously as as an ignoramus, I just kind of like, oh, yeah. Oh, the beginning stuff's good. Yeah, so I put on the first track of the first album. I thought, I'll just listen to their first album. And uh, actually, I didn't like it at all. But that's another story. The point is, is that it uh, my curiosity had been pricked by the Rock the Sid, and Tess. The Sid Barrett stuff's good. When Sid went, that's when it kind of got a bit well, um, self-indulgent. I, I, didn't, I didn't go through all of this with him by the way all I said was it's really good because it's, it's made me start listening to music that I'd never really been curious about before and explored and that's one of the best things about it mm. anyway it was a lovely old chat um, the, I was obviously thinking don't tell him you're a podcaster because you'll look like a cunt right uh, but he said to me um, are you in the music business and I was mm. like, no, I used to write somewhat about music once upon a time. <laughs> but that was all a long time ago. And he went, no, I, I, <laughs> and, no I just went, oh, no. I, I said, I used to be a music writer for a while, but no. And uh, I said, and, and he went, oh, what are you doing? I said, well, actually, I'm a journalist, but really these days I'm a podcaster. And he went, oh, right. And then I thought, I really wish I hadn't said that because I don't mm. want it to become about. Yes, actually, this whole conversation was because I wanted to talk to you about my podcast. So I very quickly changed the subject uh, back oh. to Rock on Tours. I didn't want to say any of that stuff at all. You didn't talk to him about Top Flight Time Machine? No, no, because I, I wanted it mm. to be his special moment. I didn't want it to turn into me looking like a prick who wanted to take the opportunity mm. to tell a famous man that I had a podcast that he should listen to. Yeah. I don't think Gary Kemp would like Top Flight Time uh, Machine. Yeah. I don't think it's his... I think Martin Kemp would like it. I don't think Gary yeah. would, because he's more of a serious man. 
It was the same with me and Paul Merson the other week in America. I didn't talk to him about my podcast, either of them, which nah. I could have done. Yeah. Quite easily, have, you know, leave it in. But, um, yeah, you're right, I suppose. You're right. Yeah, I really just thought, and also, anything. I really, I did want to just tell him. And then like, I said to someone the next day, I said, oh, it was, it was quite good because I wasn't sure how he'd react. But he was so enthusiastic and seemed so pleased that we had this conversation. And she said to me, yeah, but you're, she said, you're forgetting. She went, because I was telling her about the podcast. She said, I've never heard that podcast. Nine times out of ten, or probably more than nine times out of ten. Ten out of ten? Mm. Well, maybe 9.5. If he gets stopped by anyone in the streets to talk about Spandau, right? So actually, yeah. he's sick of people coming up and going, oh, I love Through the Barricades. Right or what have you? <laughs> it really educated me about Northern Ireland. And exactly, the exactly. Yeah, he's sick. That's been going on for fucking forty years. But something mm. that he's working on right here and now, even though it is a successful pod, he probably gets that less, right? So probably. maybe that's why he liked it. But anyway, that was a real highlight of my week, Andy. It was a real highlight of my week. I like that. I like that. Mm. Um, I mean, I got recognised a couple of times this week because I was up in Edinburgh. Oh yeah, I went up to the to the fringe. Oh yeah, because the, com- the comedy, comedy fraternity were up there, so the they'd all recognise you. So yeah. I was, was recognised a couple of times. Once when I was just standing having a pint. Yeah. And, um, the other time when I was actually in a venue about to watch a show, so I had a nice chat with a fan. Yeah. Um, just sitting next to him, nice chat about you know this and that. Neither of them seemed to be aware of um, Top Flight Time Top Machine. Flight Time Machine. Oh. They were both Mince fans, unfortunately. Did, so. Oh, wow. So, Never mind. Sometimes I, sometimes I like say to them, you should try my other one. Check out Top uh, Flight Time Machine. Check out. It's a, bit, yeah. it's a bit like, doesn't Paul McCartney have like a band that does sort of experimental ele- electronic music? That, the Fireman. Yeah, yeah. It's a bit like yeah. if McCartney goes, yeah, 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 the Beatles, yeah, great. No, it was a great time. Whatever. Yeah, uh, John, with all of the Beatles. Yeah, John, John was great. Yeah, he was a great guy. But listen, he's dead now. You should really check out The Fireman. <laughs> it's not to everyone's taste, but, uh, you know, give it a while. And it's an acquired taste, like the artichoke. <laughs> or olives. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'd do more of that. Mm. I should hand out cards. Yeah, yeah. Thank God you haven't yet become like I heard Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank was when someone bumped into him in a TGI Fridays during his Chelsea Imperial stage. And for yeah. some reason, and I know it sounds far fetched, but apparently the whole Chelsea squad of that era, Zola and all the rest of them, were all in a TGI Friday having some sort of group bonding mm. meal, right? And this guy who's a Chelsea fan saw them and thought, oh my God, there's the whole fucking Chelsea squad. I'm going to go over. And his favourite player was Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank. So he walked up to Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank and went, sorry, Jimmy, <laughs> sorry to interrupt. I know you probably... And he got that far before Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank, without looking up from his dinner, just went, fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Andy, Andy Dawson. I love athletic, fuck off. Oh, okay. (laughs) I kind of appreciate that because he's eating. I don't think you should ever approach Mm. a celebrity when they're eating. Well, like like you said about your childhood Labrador the other day. Don't approach them when they're eating. Yeah. 
So never approach a podcaster if they're sleeping or eating. Jalapeño. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you wouldn't be hearing this brief but annoying message if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clement's each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Jalapeño. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Jalapeño. And lastly, I deep-dived, my wife and I ended up deep-diving the Munch Bunch last night. I can't remember why. But what she said, do you remember the Munch Bunch? I said, of course, I yeah. fucking remember the Munch Bunch. And she was like, yeah, but, you know, it was a good programme. I went, forget the fucking programme, mate. I went, it was the, f- they were a range of yoghurts. They were yoghurts first, programme second. The, they were. Right? Yeah. And uh, she said, no, that's bollocks. It was the other way round. So we looked into it. It turns out, mate, they were toys first. Really? Then they were a program. The yogurt came third. No way. Mm. I was into the yogurt before the program came Same out. Same here. How does that work then? She says she says it on Wikipedia. But what it made me think ah, was Wikipedia back in eight back in the eighties, mate. Everyone had a yogurt range. Now no one's got a yogurt range. So I'm like, you know what? And I said this to the kids last night. I said, what you don't understand is, kids, is back then if you were you weren't successful until you had your own yogurt range, right? Mm. Uh, everyone had a fucking yogurt range. There was Star Wars yogurts, weren't there? There was fucking every cool. type of yogurt, right? And um, if you went into the yogurt aisle in the supermarket in the eighties, well, it just was. It went on. There was more than one aisle. It just went on and on and on. There was it a was different just like turning type of the telly on. Yeah, it was just incredible. And um, now it's just like most yogurts now are like trendy hipster yogurts, as far as I can see, mm. right? Yeah, um, very few fun yogurts. But Len did say, why don't you and Andy have a yogurt range? And I was like, oh. well, yeah. I said, I'm sold. I've immediately decided that, yes, that is a great idea and we will. And then I said, you know what? All of our yogurts are going to be a variation on orange flavour because orange is our brand colour. So I thought yeah. that could be with a twist. So you have orange flavour, you have tangerine flavour, you have satsuma mm-hmm. flavour, you have clementine flavour, and then mm. brand new savoury cheese flavour yoghurt. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Fucking hell, like a fondue yoghurt. Yeah. Almost, but cold. Yeah. Fucking hell. Dip your finger yeah, in it that. and have a lick. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm into that. So if anyone, if anyone's in the yogurt business who's listening, there's always someone. Anyone That's from, a good thing about our fan from base. Anyone from Big Yogurt. In our fan base, there's always someone. You wouldn't believe the amount of wart correspondence I've had over the last week since I mentioned about my wart, right? There's always, mm. And look at me with the fence man. Gate, I, go, I say I need a gate. Next thing I know, the listeners around here, who's made a gate for me? Whacking up a gate for you. Right. Yeah. Last year, we had our own range of ales, or maybe the year before, mm. right? Which I've actually never seen a can of, but I know they exist because I've seen pictures of them. There was like I was never sent any. There was Living Out Loud... Much. Um, there's like three, there's three separate um, top flight time machine ales that a microbrewery had made. Yeah, because the boss was a listener. Um, so there's got to be someone in Big Yogurt who's willing to strike some sort of yogurt brand extension deal with us. Because I'm bang into that. Mm. I'm into it. We'll do it. We'll get get into the bosom of Big Yogurt. Yeah, it's where we it's where we need to be. Just bring um, back commercial showbiz yogurts. I'm trying to think what's what's the most recent one I can think of. Do you remember Lazy Town? It used to be on CBBS. Yeah, what with that fucking the, mad cunt who was the well, baddie. Yeah. yeah. Oh, what was his you name? Know what? Again? I think he died, mate. He did. He did. Sportacus was the good guy. Yeah. And and the, the baddie was like Wario. He looked like Wario from Mario Kart, didn't he? Yeah, he was called. Or Waluigi, uh, Robbie, maybe. Robbie Rotten. Yeah, Waluigi, maybe, is the Robbie one I'm thinking Rotten. of. Yeah, he was, th- a, he was fucking insane. And he lived underneath Lazy Town and spied on them with a periscope. Fucking yeah. nonce. I'm, I'm thinking there was a Lazy Town yoghurt, but I've just looked and there wasn't. I've, I've misremembered. It's the Mandela factor, I think they call it. Where you misremember something, or everybody misremembers something that, was oh, a thing, that wasn't even a thing. Yeah. Like, turns um, out there was never white dog shit. Yeah. Well, there was never a Lazy Town yoghurt either. Oh, before I go any further, Edinburgh. Yeah, I'll recommend some stuff if anyone's oh, going yeah. up there over the next week or so. I recommend the Sketch Duo Delightful Sausage, mm. who are from Yorkshire, and are very, very silly and very, very funny. I recommend Laura Ricote, who is a deaf Mexican woman. Mm. Um, it is absolutely hilarious. Um... One of the funniest hours of stand-up I've ever seen. Wow. Who can I recommend? Yeah, really. I laughed until it hurt. Well, there's um, the cut you should give her that. A, a relentless hour. Um, oh, fuck. Who else did I see that was dead good? I'll just recommend them two for now. Okay. I come back. I can't think of anybody else, but yeah. It's it's good. It's good up there. It's good fun, but it, the streets are full of slow-walking um, people who hog the entire width of the pavement. Festival um, wankers. Um, Festival wankers, but it's an entire city. They just take it over. Mm. And I'm, I'm, a, I'm a man who I strive purposefully. I've got places to go. I can't be doing with any of that fucking slow walking shit. Have I ever told you about when I went up there as a guest of Skoda? <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't believe you. I've, have. I've been to the festival a number of times for various reasons, usually like work related. But one one year, um, for some reason, the PR people for Skoda, the car. Right, mm. they'd got it in their head. A really good. I know the car. I drive a Skoda. Right, well, there you go. They go right. We're gonna. Um, I. Fa- I mean, I, I'm not gonna even try and second guess what their thinking was. But they basically took a load of journalists up on a luxury five star fucking Edinburgh Festival weekend, right? And mm. um, they they called me up and they said, "Do you want to come to Edinburgh Festival?" I was like, "Nah." 
entitled shitbag on a magazine that I was at the time. Like, I have not, That's very far away. I, I have very, I have many offers to go to many places. What makes yours so special, <laughs> Skoda? Right. And uh, they said I could bring my girlfriend, which is what my good wife was at the time. Yeah. Right. That they would, we would fly up there. I could take my girlfriend and, right, they put us up in the fucking, in a suite in the Balmoral Hotel. Wow, Skoda, fucking hell. This is Skoda. I mean, this was magazines back in that. They, they sold enough for that to make it worth your yeah, worth their exactly. while. I mean, I, they didn't even want a product, so it was fucking stupid. And obviously I said, yeah, right. So we got up there. We couldn't, we didn't know it was going to be a suite. They said, just stay in the Balmoral. Balmoral's the best hotel in Edinburgh, right? So we were like, all right, great. Uh, and then it was only once we got there did we, I don't know whether we fluked it or what, but we ended up in a big fucking suite like something you see in a film, right? And we were like, this is incredible, right? And uh, we thought, you know, room service, all the rest of it. But the one thing that you had to do was go to a showcase that Skoda had arranged and sponsored, Right, you have to do one thing. Yeah, that's it. This is it. And it was like a, a number of comedians all doing like twenty-minute sets, half-hour sets, whatever. Yeah, at one of the venues, and that was the one thing. And they sent a you know a coach came to the hotel, picked us and all the other journalists up. I was going to say, was it put on just for journalists? It wasn't. For no, the no, there were other people there, but it was like mainly to try and get. Pre- I mean. I, again, I'm sort of thinking back and thinking, what, what did they? Th- how did they think this would help them flog cars? But whatever. So we go down there, and they were the the PR ladies were very nice, but they were very intense because they kept sort of in, implying, listen, yeah, we've brought you up here, and it's great, and enjoy your hotel and and room service and all the rest of it. But I tell you what, you're fucking watching this show, right? And I'm like, yeah. Uh, I've always struggled a little bit with stand-up. I'm not like a massive stand-up fan on the whole, right? Not like I'm not got a blanket aversion to well, it. I, I love great stand-up. I yeah. despise bad stand-up. Yeah, I just sort of like. I, I the, love the, the worst of it is. I love the American stand-ups on a whole, yeah. like the great American stand-ups. There's something about most. I mean, it's a stupid prejudice, I know, but. I I just, yeah, it's not always my cup of tea, but I thought, fine. I mean, I, I, there's one of the comedians I went to see this week. It was the last one I went to see, and I won't name him, but um, he was so laid back in his delivery, mm. but he was also really laid back in his, like, kind of laughs in his act. Right. And and the guy who was sitting next to me literally fell asleep during the show. <laughs> you know when people fall asleep sitting up and they do that thing where they kind yeah. of, like, slowly go uh, yeah, forward. Yeah, I do that a lot. Then bring themselves up again. Yeah, yeah. He kept doing that again and again and again. I just noticed out the corner of my eye. I thought, yeah, I can't blame you, mate. Yeah. It was just one of them. I just thought, if, if there was any ability to get out of this room now, I would. Because so, it's just it's not, it's not helping anyone. Well, that was it. And we, we went and we saw, like, sort of the first three acts. And it was like, mm, okay, this is all right, I suppose, but I'm a bit bored. And But all we were thinking was, fucking hell, we're only here for one night. And there was that massive fucking hotel suite waiting right round the corner. And, um, and but we they had their eyes on us. The, the PRs had their beady eyes on us, right? So there was a break and they said, there's a break now, go up, get yourself a drink. We'll be back. The show will recommence in 20 minutes. So we were like, we had this plan. Like, but you have been fitted with tracking devices. We had this. We had this. We had this plan, and it was like, 
fucking try it was like the great escape so we said we'll go outside and we'll hang around and if we see the coast is clear and none of the PRs are there we'll flag a cab down so we go outside and we're waiting for a cab and uh, my wife's my girlfriend smoked back then so she starts having a fag and the PR suddenly spots us and I've panicked and I've gone quickly quick quick give me a fag give me a fag and I, I didn't smoke I've never smoked so she gives me a fag and I like it like like someone who doesn't smoke don't, don't quite know how to hold the cigarette <laughs> holding it in my fist it's like, a, it's like, a, like a microphone I don't know why it's because she came over and she went what are you guys doing out here and I was like <coughs> just having a fag <coughs> must be addicted can't go like a half an hour without one yeah. before we go back in and enjoy the rest of this brilliant oh, show just had to have a fact to calm down from all the laughing I've just been doing right and she's and she I can't I don't know my airways I don't know whether it was something like she knew by the way I was smoking this fag so inexpertly but she was like oh yeah and she looked at me I could tell there was suspicion in her eyes and she looked at Anna and then she looked back at me she looked back and forth and she's like okay well you'll be back in there won't you you know chop chop it it starts getting five minutes so yeah just finish this delicious cigarette and then I'll be back with you. Mmm, tobacco. In among the laughs. Tobacco is great, but not half as great as watching brilliant stand-up sponsored by a car. Right. <laughs> and then, like, she's walked off, and I could tell her suspicions were there. And and then, well, I've looked at my girlfriend, and we've kind of gone, shit, we've been rumbled, we better go back in. And we were just, we put our fags out on the pavement and we were just about to go back in. And at that moment, a black cab went by and it was just too Ooh. fucking good to turn down. And I just went and asked me, fuck it, let's just do it now. And we Run. we flagged the cab and we jumped into the back of it and we literally ducked down so no one could see us disappearing up the street in it <laughs> until we were around the corner. And only then did we get up and sit in our seats and we went back and we had just a great night, watched a film, got some room service, brilliant in this hotel suite. The next morning at breakfast, oh, they fucking knew me. They knew that we'd done Uh-oh. the off ski and you could have cut the atmosphere with a knife. They didn't talk to us the next day. They talked to the other journalists, they didn't talk to me. They were like, you're a cunt, mate. And I suppose I was, was it, but... Was it worth it? Yeah, it's worth it. I've got no regrets at all. Good. Never regret stuff you do, just stuff you don't do. Mm. Yeah. Where were we? Where did we go into that Edinburgh? Um, we were talking about just going to Edinburgh and how yeah. sometimes it's full of arseholes, but at the same time, it can be fun. It can be loads of fun. Exactly. Um, we, we kind of haven't got any time to do any mailbag stuff. Oh, I've just realised someone mentioned the other day, and I've just seen that it's on, or it's been on this morning. Um, Radio 4's regularly excellent The Reunion series, mm. uh, which Kirsty Walk presents. It is this week, it's Grinch Hill. Oh, yeah, I saw something about um, this, yeah. Somebody got in touch via one of the the methods of communication. Mm. I can't remember who it was, but thanks for that. But, yeah, it's just been repeated this morning. So that'll be on the BBC Sounds. Yeah, it's Samo and Roland Um, and Tucker. Samo, Roland, Tucker. what was her name? Uh, Janet's on there with Roland as well. Yeah, I only want to help you, Roland. Yeah. And... um, and I think Susan Tully's in it as well, who, of course, went to play Michelle Fowler in EastEnders. And then became a successful and TV director. Successful director, exactly. So, yeah, that'll be well worth a listen. Brilliant. 
if you haven't got any time machine and, uh, and let's not forget my brother Dom will soon be going to Zamo's wedding and giving us yes. a report I hope on it yes let's hope so yeah um, football predictions for the coming oh, yeah. weekend let's do it we yeah. do that as well don't we yeah uh, you can go first with Crystal Palace versus Aston Villa interesting isn't it I'm going to say 2-1 Palace 2-1 Palace I'll say um, I'm going to go with a curveball here I'm going to go 1-0 to Aston Villa interesting I don't know why I've said that Fulham versus Brentford wow the random generators really picked out the exciting ones this week well that is it that's that's exciting to me that's that's a massive West London derby round my way alright okay yeah. Oh well, that's, that that's sounds a, that, massive. That's, um, that's a big deal in my, in my neck of the woods. That game um, in the Premier League. Um, yeah. Okay. Fulham, Fulham. Apologies to fans of Fulham and Brentford. It's just that my club should be in there instead of yours. Yeah. Uh, Fulham versus Brentford. Um, I'm gonna go for one-one. Uh, yeah, I think I think Brentford are gonna win this two-nil. Um, wow. Okay. Uh, and now on to our own teams West Ham versus Brighton fucking out. well I always predict West Ham wins but Brighton are West Ham's absolute bogey team we haven't beaten them since they've been in the Premier League almost always they beat us mm. um, so if we do beat them it'll be a, like weirdly a massive deal and I'm going to mm-hmm. say 1-0 one 1-1 one, one. I'll go 3-0 West Ham ok um, Stoke versus Sunderland. Now then, Sunderland beginning to not struggle, but the the realities of the championship are starting to bite a little bit. Uh, Stoke away, tough one. Um, yeah, I think we might lose this one one nil. I'm gonna say one all. That's very generous. Thank you very much. And finally. Um, Result Spot's new team for this season is Frank Lampard's Everton. They're <laughs> 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 at home against Nottingham Forest. Uh, what do you reckon? <laughs> oh, fuck it out. We're in for a really. My prediction is this I have no specifics, but we are in for a, a wonderful season of Lampard related content, in my <laughs> opinion. Antics. Don't you think? It's all yeah. just so obvious how this is going to unfold. Yeah broadly yeah. but it's the specifics that we look forward to I um, noticed as well last week he's got a little bit of a bald patch beginning oh that'll be driving head. him mental as well <laughs> yeah <laughs> so um, what do you reckon you know, I, I can really imagine him and Jake Humphreys becoming best friends <laughs> oh yeah good pals yeah yeah massive Talking pals high achievement yeah um, God. So I would say, and how everyone else is jealous of them, and that's why they're mean about them. <laughs> that's what they both sit and talk about late into the night. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I think Forrest are going to beat Everton and trigger like a meltdown. Someone tweeted a brilliant thing uh, recently, which is it was a quote from Frank Lampard talking about some bad result that they'd had in pre-season and he was like Mm. they just have to understand the realities of what it takes to succeed at this level right or something like that and he said I've I've never heard any manager who talks about his team so much as if he's not associated with it as if it's another club and he he even did that Chelsea it's always they Mm. because he's always Mm. separating himself from the players so it's Mm. all about I'm a great manager, but these players are shit. 
Yeah, yeah, you're right. right. And he did it at Derby, he did it at Chelsea, and he's been doing it at Everton from day one. From the first game onwards, he was talking mm-hmm. about, you know, these players have got this, this, not very good, this club. You know, that, that I'm going to try and get them up to the standards that I expect and represent. But I can but, only work with what I've yeah, got. Exactly, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Mate, you're the cunt who signed Delhi Alley, for fuck's sake, and now you're sending them to Besiktas. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I think Forrest will win this, yeah, 1-0. Well, I think Everton will win 2-1. I don't think that the unravelling of Lampard will start just yet, but it will happen. <laughs> and then we'll have a dilemma, because then, then who does results support? Uh, we'll let him stick Lampard's with Everton gone. to the end of the season either way, yeah, when Sam okay. Allardyce comes back to try and yeah, rescue them from relegation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's the predictions. That's the episode. Thank you very much for listening. Enjoy your weekends and everything, and goodbye. Goodbye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.